like, you know what I'm saying? But she be trying to act like all of that, though, yo. So show us boss, man. What's up? Yo, big kid style. No question. Big kids in full effect, man. Yo, I'm going to kick the Willie Bow with him. Check it, show. No question. Hey, yo, what's the 411, hon? What's the 411, hon? I got it going on, hon. Hey, yo, I got it going on. Welcome to the Pickleball 411. I am Coach Big along with Coach Debbie. <clears throat> so before we get started, uh, Coach Debbie has an a announcement to make. I do. Um, it's We've hit a milestone. We started the podcast in August of uh, last year and we have hit 5,000 plus listeners. Yes, yeah, so thank you everybody for listening and I hope you guys uh, enjoy and learn something from uh, listening to the Pickleball 411. Also, I was going to say um, a couple of things, if I may. One is I did see that we now have some listeners in Italy. I'm thinking that maybe uh, Monty, he's on vacation. Maybe he's our listener there. What do you think? Yeah, it's possible. And then I also want to do a shout out to Diane in Ukaipa, who suffered a stroke, we wish you well and a speedy recovery. Yes. Uh, those people are in our local uh, area where we play. Okay, so now on to the show. We're going to talk about how to improve your hands and uh, the uh, how to handle speed-ups. Um, so we were talking, and one of the common things I believe at all levels is the shootouts or firefights or whatever you want to call them where you're directly both at the kitchen line and you're in a bamming session um so what we want to talk about is what do you do to improve your odds to be successful at that and we were talking about quick hands so one of the things that you do need to do is you need to be stable and have a good ready position and not be jumping around Um, one of the things you could use as a visual idea is you're going to play like you have a cup of water on your head and you don't want to get wet. So first thing is good ready position, hunker down and try to stay stable in that situation. Right. The other thing is, uh, keeping your paddle at 11 o'clock. Um, if you keep it at 11, you can cover your backhand and your body. Now, when I play people, I see, I notice these things, and uh, this is sort of a cheat code of how to beat such players. So when they're holding the paddle at 11 o'clock, uh, they're mostly covering the backhand wing and the body, so you can chicken wing the people. So the other thing is when they have the paddle right in front of their body, they're really protecting their body really well. So in order to get points off of them, you want to either hit low or away from the people. So that's one way to uh, visualize and how to beat such players. Can you clarify what a chicken wing is for those who don't know? A chicken wing is when you hit into the right hip and uh, they are... They're trying to hit it with a backhand on their right hip if they're a right-hander. Instead of the forehand. Causing their, their elbow to go up into the air. Correct. Instead of the forehand. Correct. Um, one of the other things is um, target areas. You just mentioned uh, a lot of people are going body, 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 body. And everybody's blocking really well there. So you, what you need to do is um, get them outside of that hitting area. Move, move to uh, your target area to the right or to the left of them. Or go at feet. Um, what I would say is 
Don't hit just to hit. Don't get into this firefight of, oh, I got it back. I got it back. You've got to have hit with a purpose, hit with a plan for every shot. The other thing, and this is pretty crucial, is the backswing. A lot of people have a big, big or deep backswing. And when you're in a firefight, you do not want to do that. Now, when you are, when your opponents are in the back, now you can have the big follow through. And uh, when you're at the net in a firefight, you really want to get more wristy and more slappy. So you can add pace to the ball and keep the wrist firm and slap forward and don't cock the wrist back because then you're going to be hitting a lot of out balls or they're going to sell long. Um, One of the things I'd like to add is what you want to do, in my opinion, is if you don't have as quick hands as your opponent, and let's face it, some people do, some people don't, and there's nothing wrong, it's just the way it is, you need to avoid getting into those shootouts. You need to select this shot to where you're not getting uh, intimidated into those kind of situations. The other thing is, if you do want to improve your hands and your visualization of the ball to where you're aware of where the ball is going, there are many uh, drills that you can do. Some are uh, uh, ball in each hand against the wall, and you're going to just you're going to alternate throwing the ball to the wall, catch, and back and forth and back and forth. This will help to get you more zoned in. Watch the wall. Don't watch the ball back to your hand. I've said this in tennis with a lot of people I've taught. Your brain is seeing so many balls in your life as, as far as you know, baseballs, basketball, whatever. It calculates. You have a pretty good little computer in your in your brain that calculates where that ball is going to go to you. So look at the ball out in front and just be just let the body, the brain kind of kick in. But definitely you can improve your hand speed through drills. Yes. And then the last thing is this is it could be obvious, but some people still do it. Keeping the paddle down. When you're in a gunfight, you've seen a lot of people do that and they get pegged in the chest. So you always want to keep the paddle up. That It sounds so simple, but a lot of people still do it anyway. And when, you, when you're in the gunfight and you see that, you definitely want to talk, attack body for sure. I, I agree. I think that if you want to go up, you know, a point or half a point in your play um, rating, Ready position is something you really need to address and see, are you actually in a ready position at the no volley zone? And for that matter, are you in a ready position during returns? I see a lot of people in in higher levels who are not in ready position. And um, just from the tennis background, that's something that's just like honed into you from the get-go. The first lesson you ever have is a ready position. So um, look at that. You know, um, be honest with yourself. Am I in ready position when I'm up there? Or am I, and I I think today I told you, I'd call it the six o'clock position, paddle pointing to the ground. So um, yeah, definitely ready position is key to all of this. Yes, and uh, the last thing is going to be it. You could point the paddle at 12 o'clock, which means directly in front of you. But some people just don't have the speed to flip the paddle fast enough in order to cover body. So as a cheat code, it's probably better to do either 11 o'clock or 9 o'clock 
and you can cover your body a lot easier that way. Exactly. Um, and I, I suffer with this as well, where you're protecting, you're, you're, you're getting into that backhand volley and all of a sudden it's going to your forehand and you get stuck. And that you can't get that paddle there because remember it's seven and seven and a half feet from you, the no volley zone to you, the net, and then seven and a half. So it's only fifteen feet, and I believe it's one one second between exchanges, especially if it's at a high level and being hit fairly fast. One second to go from a backhand grip or go from a backhand position to a forehand position. So give yourself a little bit of a break. It's not easy to do, but it, it can be done through practice. Okay. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to add? Just, I hope that everyone's enjoying the podcast and, um, you know, improving. And, uh, you know, everything comes through practice. We just talked about it. Remember that playing is a lot of fun, but practice is a requirement if you want to make those jumps. Get a practice partner, get a wall, and go out there and practice. And you will be surprised how soon you'll see improvement. Okay, and with that, we conclude the Pickleball 411. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Until next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye.